0: heavy track today
1: yeah not vibing risky lettuce getting sinker vibes
0: i don't know says on the tab app she's firming don't just vibe it get expert tips in tab's new race feed tab
1: we're on what are you really gambling with time now for someone else's work that we absolutely love and that is tim yakeman who joins us for an update with all the news from racing.com how are you tim Konnichiwa Michael,
0: good to see you back
1: in Australia and uh, good to hear you back on the uh, on the wireless. Yeah, very good, I, I didn't get to see JT over there, I did text him, we missed each other unfortunately on the day but his stuff that he was doing for .com over there was, uh, was absolutely fabulous, it was um, a brilliant day, you might have to try and see if you can elbow him out of the way for the, for the junket next year.
0: Yeah, I, that sounds like Mission Impossible to me, Michael, but uh, it certainly looks like it was a, uh, an amazing day. Don't they love their racing over there, the, uh, the Japanese?
1: Yeah, it's all about the horse, all about the punt. Um, uh, they, um, they just absolutely live and breathe it, so it was, uh, it was great to be a part of it. Um, what's making news this morning, Tim? plenty happening Michael where do you want to
0: start I suppose the Zipping Classic is probably the the feature meeting in Victoria at least for the weekend and while you've been you know swanning around Japan the weather here has been absolutely crazy been Mm. doing Melbourne things hasn't it but just having a look at the track conditions as to what we can expect for Caulfield on Saturday there's only been 11 and a half well there's been 11 and a half mils in the last 24 hours Only 28 mils in the last seven days, which sounds like a lot, but the track at the moment is a good four. So that rain obviously replacing the irrigation that they would have to put on the track. And we know when we hear from these track managers, the rain is always preferential to having to turn the sprinklers on, isn't it? So... With a couple of days of cloudy and perhaps a little bit of rain over the next couple of days, uh, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what sort of condition that Caulfield deck is come Saturday morning, isn't it? Hopefully uh, somewhere in that good range, maybe even a little bit softer to kick things off. But, um, yeah, they look to have certainly got the balance right albeit only Thursday morning.
1: Well, that is good to hear. Um, I know Melbourne's missing most of the rain. We're feeling for those who are living in the northeastern part of the state, they're talking about flood warnings as well. And I know there are a couple of meetings that are in jeopardy over the weekend. Uh, uh, The Taralcan Cup, one of those as well. So we'll keep our eye... On what occurs as far as the weather is concerned throughout Victoria, I see on com. There's a story that Lofty Strike may have run his last race for for uh, Julian Sandu and Connections uh, Julius, and um, there could be a stud offer on uh, on uh, the page. It, this has become a horse for for Julius and his team that. If he just had one more ounce of luck, it it could have been a much different price being offered for him heading to start.
0: (laughs) Yes, uh, you sort of shudder to think what sort of coin could have been thrown around if he was able to, you know, even win a Blue Diamond back in the day. Mm. We know he was scratched by, you know, racing Victoria Vets. So that's another sort of chapter to the story. Last seen in the Champions Sprint, uh, lofty strike, finishing way down the track in 10th. Hmm. He was a $61 chance on that day as well, Michael, and before, before that, first up at Caulfield, had absolutely no luck. Going back to last preparations, Julia sent him over to Adelaide to try and get that elusive Group 1, and uh, in what seems to have been a regular way of going for this horse, he goes over to Adelaide, doesn't really enjoy heavy ground, and it pours down the entire day, and they're racing on a heavy deck. Still runs fourth, which was a superb effort, um, you just feel for Julius and uh, and Paul Lafitas, don't you? They they haven't uh, they haven't exactly had the horse live up to I'm sure what their expectations would have been for one reason or another. But in saying that, it's still been a you know a really really good galloper even at the elite level. A couple of Group One placings, of course, in the Oakley Plate and the New Market. and he is a Group Two winner as well. So if he can find a home at stud, I'm sure that uh, their wallets will still be looking pretty healthy. But as you said, Michael. Possibly not as healthy as they would have been, and yeah, you just really wonder, um, you know, what could have been. I mean, this is a horse that Julius was talking about travelling the world with at one stage, and um, after his last couple of runs, you would, uh, well, take the stud deal off the table. You would think that that would be a uh, that would be a distance to sort of a dream at the moment.
1: Well, he's just had a train wreck of a spring carnival. He had no luck when he got poleaxed out of the gates at Caulfield, and then obviously was feeling the effects last start. So, uh, good luck with what impending deal there is, and uh, he'll be he'll be popular. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, wherever he lands, um, geez, he would have just loved to have seen him win a Group One oh, though, wouldn't he, for Julius? Like,
0: I mean, yeah, it's. It... It was just a it would have been one of the great racing stories over the last decade or so and um a better bloke you wouldn't find. So yeah, best of luck to uh, to Julius and hopefully the next one's not too far away if it is the end of the lofty strike.
1: Well he probably should have won that ugly plate as well. So um <laughs> anyway, we'll stop going through my catalogue of hard luck stories. Let's... <laughs> I don't think it's a catalogue, Michael, I think it's more of a novel. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Um, Brad Rewilla, he's looking for another winter bottom. The Group 1 action is in the west this week. And, um, look, it's it's a good winter bottom, but there's not that much uh, from the eastern states over there, so it could well be uh, a local. Um, what yeah. is Brad hoping for?
0: Well, I think, Brad, given the way that his sort of last 12 months has unfolded, Michael, more than anything, he's just glad to have a ride in a group one of course he's won 25 of them so that might sound a little bit stupid but it's fair to say in Bo's own admission the last sort of 12 months or even less than that really since he moved back to Victoria at the start of the year probably haven't gone to plan he's been really starved of opportunities he's been traveling to you know far and wide corners of the state uh, willing to put in the hard yards we know he struggles with his weight so he's been really really working at that he went over to balaclava in september on balaclava cup day for one ride and won the balaclava cup so he's certainly still got it and uh, we know that he's been given good opportunities this year to go up to brisbane and go up to sydney to ride for godolphin as well so he'll partner resort man a horse that he's had a, a bit of success in When he was uh, riding in Western Australia over the last sort of three or four years before moving back to Victoria, trained by Michael Lane, a bit of backing for this horse as well. went up sort of 40 to 1 when markets opened a little bit earlier in the week, and it's been slightly nibbled at. It's now sort of a $21 chance, depending where you shop, Michael. It would be a terrific story, of course. Brad's had great success in the race, winning The 2020 edition aboard elite street that dan morton trained uh pretty talented sprinter only a few years ago so he knows what it takes to win the race he's ridden uh ridden resort man five times in western australia for a couple of wins and well we know overpass looks like he's going to be pretty hard to beat in the winter bottom and going back to the quokka a little bit earlier this year this horse was only 2.2 lengths off overpass so if things could perhaps go his way, you never know. He might be—he uh, might be some sort of knockout chance. But yeah,
1: if you just look at um, look at the quality, it certainly looks like Overpass is going to be very hard to beat. Doesn't yeah, it? we're going to have a chat to you and Baker a little later in the program. But he's a good horse, a good local horse. Resort man, his last start, uh, he got beaten by Busler, who went in to win the Railway last week. So he does have form around good horses. Amelia's Jewel as well. So as a twenty to one pop. Uh, good luck to Brad. That would be a brilliant story if he was able to. Hey, and while we're speaking about that
0: race as well, Michael, one that might have slipped under the radar is Savage to Excels going yes. around in the winter bottom on Saturday, which would be—it's a terrific opportunity for Holly Watson as well. And uh, Will Savage has taken the uh, taken the horse to Western Australia in this year. He's raced in South Australia, then he went up to Darwin, then he's come back to Adelaide. He's raced at Moonee Valley in September. And then he's going all the way over to the west. So he has well and truly racked up the uh, the kilometres. This horse, 72 two we know he's, uh, you know, we know he's a talented horse on his day. It might be uh, his best might be behind him now that he's an eight year old. But um, yeah, even to be able to keep the horse up for that long and uh, and travel that those amount of distances as an eight year old, <laughs> it's uh, a remarkable effort from uh, from Will and the team.
1: Yeah, it is indeed. Uh, he's an eight-year-old Savoie to Excel, so he goes around a thirty-four-dollar chance in the winter bottom on Saturday. Um, just speaking of uh, of good races, uh, the Tasmanian Carnival certainly heated up last night, and uh, the new market was their big sprint race, and it was a horse that we know over here in Melbourne that got the cash first accused. Jar Jar boogie in front, 100 left to go. First accused is coming, Turk Warrior the inside. Jar Jar Chaboogie first accused and first accused. First accused be Jar Jar Chaboogie. Yeah, it's going to be a, a huge couple of months down in Tasmania with their big races coming around, and it was a, a good start for Glenn Stevenson, who's their uh, equal leader, I think, on the premiership at the moment, or if not, he, he's just around uh, the top of the tree. And, and Cody Jordan, uh, the apprentice, he's been riding plenty of winners, getting the cash on uh, First Accused last night.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as you alluded to just before you played that audio, Michael, a horse that Victorian punters would be somewhat familiar with, of course, uh, formerly trained by Scott Brunton and remember Scott brought uh, a couple of horses over to run at the Warnable Carnival and first accused finished fourth in the Wong Goom, and then stayed on in Victoria for a couple of weeks and then ran fourth uh, in a benchmark race at Sandown back in June as well. Glenn Stevenson's had the horse for a couple of runs, he was okay first up over 1,100 metres, uh, went well in the market and then must have slipped through the cracks in $9 or so chance last night and, uh, watching the replays and gee, he was a, uh, he was a good winner and maybe a result that perhaps Glenn wasn't overly expecting. We know that Turk warrior is trained by Glenn Stevenson as well. A, a very talented galloper. Who's also tested the waters in Victoria. And at one stage was, you know, on a potential all-star mile mm. pass going back a couple of years. So he's got some talented horses, but, uh, yeah, first accused at the, the sort of quote of eight dollars fifty or whatever, taking out the uh, the twelve hundred meter listed new market down there, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I was just looking, Michael, ninety thousand to the winner, so. uh yeah, racing in Tasmania seemingly in a uh, in a pretty good spot and that's a, a pretty nice carrot to uh, to take home on a Wednesday night at Launceston if you don't mind. Uh,
1: no doubt about that. Um, and speaking of big races this weekend as well, uh, Maddie Stewart's favourite race day of the year, it's the Jericho Cup at Warrnambool on Sunday. And- uh, just looking at uh, racing in Australia, it seems they've missed most of the rain. It's a good four at the moment. And it's an intriguing field, as it always is brought together, the uh, the Anzac concept of the race, Australian and New Zealanders. And there's an intriguing Kiwi, Sean Ritchie, has brought over to tackle at the Jericho on Sunday, uh, Sean and Cole Murray, and it's called Nassack Diamond. Matty Stewart had a chat to Sean yesterday, and here's a snippet of what he had to say about his chances.
0: She's a dead-set stayer, you know, you never, I suppose you never really know if uh, they're going to run the three miles. I mean, you get a horse running a mile and a quarter, and you wonder if they're going to run a mile and a half. And, and uh, they actually put up $5,000 New Zealand dollars, New Zealand bloodstock, and that's how how well, how well um, received the whole race is in, in New Zealand to, uh, to make sure we get entries in here. So that performance was special, but it was on a wet track,
1: and um, she does certainly prefer to cut in the ground. So that will be uh, paramount to her chances on Sunday. Camarilla Rilla Rides on Sunday, and I think it's about the fifth or sixth edition of the Jericho Cup, and it's certainly um, etched a, a place in the Australian or Victorian uh, racing schedule, and I know Racing.com cover it so beautifully on Sunday as well. You're not heading down there, are you, Timmy?
0: No, I'm not, Michael. Uh, I'll actually be back in Adelaide for a mate's bucks show this weekend oh, on oh, Saturday, so that, that, that will prevent me from getting to the ball, but... Um, yeah, as you said, an incredible story behind the Jericho, isn't it? We know, obviously, Bill the Bastard and the race has sort of been shaped on on his legacy and, and honouring those who have served as well. A terrific concept. And what a great opportunity as well for these horses. 4,600 metres, $304,000, $167,000 to the winner, 18 acceptors. We know there's only a field of 14, but four emergencies, uh, the you know the who's who of the jumps jockeys and the the high weight riders Campbell or Willer obviously what a stellar season he had over the sticks and uh, well he rides Nafac Diamonds the horse that we just heard a little bit of audio from so uh, they certainly haven't mucked around gone straight to Campbell and uh, and made sure that it, uh, that they get the best jockey available and. Speaking of Rewillers, Brad Rewillers riding at this meeting as well, Michael. So we spoke about him being in Perth on Saturday. It's a, uh, a fair flight back to uh, back to Melbourne, you would imagine, on on Saturday evening. And then um, straight in the car down to Warrnambool. And uh, I'm sure he'd be pretty excited to, to go riding with his nephew as well.
1: I'm going to have to have a look and see well, what's he riding. It's obviously, there's something that he's said. I'm going to jump on the red eye and get back for her at the bull on Sunday. So, well... Yeah,
0: not uh I haven't dived that
1: far into it to be brutally honest,
0: Michael, but uh yeah, I did read that um and, and listen to some commentary from Brad saying that it was gonna be a fairly busy weekend with a with a book of rides at, at Warnable on, on Sunday, which you could have easily forgiven him for, you know, having a weekend off in, in WA. We know he's obviously from well, you know, he's spent a lot of time over there over the last few years. Uh dedication,
1: but as we said, one of the hardest working hoops in the uh, in the jockeys room at the moment. So uh good luck. No doubt about that. Hey, just to finish up, I've got a bit of Greyhound uh, news. Yeah. Obviously, we're in the middle of the, the Dream Chaser series, and it's been great to watch it on racing.com on the Saturday nights. And uh, the Phoenix, which is on December 16, wow, she's fast, is uh, the Kel Greeno train superstar that's won the first two editions of the Phoenix. Now, it um, was a bit disappointing last start. There's going to be an important trial uh, at Sandown today at to around about 3.45. RSN going to cover it with Dan Hibbard. And the build up to the Phoenix has got a lot of interest, and in, especially around the corridors of RSN, because uh, we have taken Big Energy, who is the $3.50 favourite in the million dollar, $1.65 million in prize home, million dollars to the winner in the Phoenix. So, uh, all important, the stable mate, the kennel mate, I should say, Well, she's fast. We'll trial today to find out whether she will um, have another crack at making it three from three in the Phoenix. Um, and as we said, uh, Big Energy, I think. I heard Andrew Bensley say, if "Big energy wins. There's going to be bonuses for everyone at RSN. So there's a lot of attention uh, on the Phoenix this year, uh, Tim <laughs> at RSN. <laughs> yeah, I must admit I don't have the same level of
0: interest in the Phoenix <laughs> this year as I did last year, Michael. We uh, we ran third with She's a Pearl and actually got knocked off by Wow, she's fast. So. Uh no, they've been two superb bitches over the time. And, um, yeah, where She's Fast has been a super dog. Um, and yeah, hopefully she gets another crack at it, but, um, just listening to some audio from, from the training and, and ownership group, it, as you'd expect, it sounds like the welfare of the dog will come first. And, uh, well, she owns absolutely nothing, does she? Oh, so, um, no. yeah, she'll find a, uh, she'll find a nice home and, um, be very much loved in her life after racing and, uh, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she could come out and put a bit of a surprise on. But, yeah, she has been a bit disappointing in her last couple. So, uh, yeah, all the best. And hopefully that trial goes right this afternoon.
1: Well, you can listen to it today at around about 3.45 on RSN. Oh, I will be. Uh, Tim, outstanding as always. So you enjoy that Bucks party. And um, uh, hopefully you're not chained to a light pole uh, come four in the morning over there.
0: (laughs) No, uh, and I'll start my day... As I always do, Michael, 830Racing.com, watching you Saturday contenders. <laughs> Perfect way to kick off on the right note.
1: was a bit concerned last week with TV. Uh, did an outstanding job. <laughs> hey? Yeah, that's, uh, that could have gone anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good on you, mate. Have a good weekend. See you, mate. Uh, uh, TimmyAitman from Racing.com.